ladies, Alvin here. Today we have a special guest on uh, today with ourselves and she's one of my friends. Her name is Edith. And at this time, I'm going to get Edith to introduce herself. Over to you, Edith. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Edith Samambwa. I am an independent consultant with Arbor International and an executive area manager. Thank you, Edith. Welcome on board to our podcast today. As you know, this is a podcast that we focus on empowering ladies. And I brought Edith on today because, um, well, I don't want to spoil the reason why. As we go through the questions, you're going to find out um, very clearly why it is I brought her on to mainly inspire you um, just in case you're in that time in your life where you're trying to make a decision, you're at the crossroads and you want to decide whether to um, go left or right or even to make a roundabout. Um, but we'll find out as we go through. So I guess the first question I want to ask you, Edith, today is why do you do what you do? Um, well, I'll tell you why I did it in the first place uh, was because I mm -hmm. needed a change in my life and I needed to basically reignite myself after many years of having worked in the same industry, on the same job, on the same desk. I felt that my life was literally withering away. I was tired. I was terribly burnt out. I was always just over broke and I really needed a new lease of life and that is why I did what I do now in the first place. And I continue to do it because it really did do that for me. It gave me a new energy, a new life. And literally, I always tell people that it saved my life because I was dying inside and wow. it really, literally saved my life. And you said that was the first reason why you did it? Yeah. I did it for that reason because I had lost hope, had lost any sense of purpose, real purpose for what it is that I wanted to do. And I'd always believed within myself that I was capable of so much more. And after having been working for so many years in this one career, um, having studied, had two degrees and masters, I wasn't going further than where I literally had been almost straight out of university. and. Um, and so when I started my business, it really changed my life. It transformed me. I actually get very emotional about it. And sometimes people don't see what you're going through because you seem to have a good job. You have a pension at the end of it all. Uh, but they don't see the struggles that are in your mind and in your heart because mm. of what you, only you know. And what I knew yeah. was that there was more out there and I wanted to get it. And I had lost hope of how to do that. So in terms of, you said that was the first reason, so has that reason changed as to, like, has, you know, have you found another reason why you're doing what you're doing? Well, uh, two reasons, really. Uh, one, obviously, my business has given me more financial freedom and time freedom, which has enabled me to do so much more. But in, I, I, this, the main reason why I do this now is to share this with other people so they can get the same time and financial freedom that I had and just the new lease of life plus I do it because I don't want to ever go back to the way things used to be you know sometimes when I'm feeling a little bit un energetic I just remember how things were 
before I started doing my business. And my biggest motivator is the fear, really. You can use fear in a positive way. It's the fear of going back to where I used to be. And every time I think of it, I'm like, yeah, let's get out of this house. Let's go do what we need to do because I can't go back there. Wow. That is very inspiring. So, you know, some people go um, like yourselves, they've been working very long in the corporate world and then they, they get into business and then they don't like it. But obviously you, you enjoy what you do. So what, is, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Really, uh, it's the flexibility that I have, uh, the ability to not need to be going somewhere unless I've decided it and have made a decision that that's where I need to go. And just being able to be my own boss, that's what I enjoy the most. I used to always say, even prior to my doing this business, that the most important thing to me wasn't even money. The most important to me was, thing to me was time. Uh, time is of great essence. And we've just been talking about that earlier, how we lost hours trying to set up for mm -hmm. the, because my computer is was kind of out of date and so on. Um, and we lost so many hours just doing what we're doing, what we were trying to do then. And so for me, time is of great essence because you can't ever get back time. You know, you can't, you, we all have 24 hours and if we make the most of them or the least of them, that's it. You can't go backwards. So I really enjoy the flexibility, the ability to make use of my time in the way that I want to. I love the fact that I don't need to ask anyone for permission to go on holiday. Brilliant. That is key to me. Brilliant. Brilliant. So in terms of like, you talked about the, the career of what you were doing before. So I suppose, you know, like many of us, we, uh, as children, we have, we've been asked over and over, oh, what, what do you want to be when you grew up? Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, my first job or my first career of interest was to be an astronaut. I literally wanted to be out of space, uh, flying out of space. And uh, I really did. I remember my dad asking us that question one night when we were out with the family and he was like going around the table. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I said, I want to be an astronaut. And everyone looked at me and like, I grew up in Zimbabwe. So there is no space program in Zimbabwe. So everyone was like, yeah, right. How are you going to do that? I was adamant I was going to do it. And that was the first job I never dreamt of you know, whatever people, young people might have wanted to do or kids might have wanted to do, you know, but I just thought, wow, I'm going to fly and go out of space and see other worlds. That's what I wanted to do. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and then there must have been someone in your, um, some part of your growing up that was inspirational for you to say something like that or have inspired you since then. And you continue to look up to them or look back at, you know, how they've inspired you so far. So who was your role model as, uh, as a child and why? Um, you know, I had different role models. I, can, I can't say there's one particular person. Well, first of all, I start with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. She was the first role model that I had because I, I, my first eight years were spent with her. Mm -hmm. And uh, literally just the two of us, um, uh, those were the circumstances of my upbringing at that time. And I had I spent a lot of time sort of studying her. And um, she was an entrepreneur. She had her own businesses. She was a single grandmother might I say because my grandfather had died years before way before I was born and um, she still managed to look after herself she had a business 
um, making hats wow. and and um, furnishing soft furnishings. Uh, she also uh, at that time, and I never knew anyone. I still don't know anyone who does this. She grew. Um, she raised turkeys. You know, turkeys for Thanksgiving. This was in Zimbabwe, <laughs> so she had a sort of a plot where she had all sorts of animals, including those, and we were not allowed to touch them or kill them because she used to make money with them. And then she also had sewing machines that she used to sew and make clothes. And so she basically looked after herself. And I think she was a young widow when my grandfather died in 1965. You know, so she basically from then on, she minded herself. And that was my first role model. And I saw that even in the circumstances and way back in the 60s and 70s, you could live independently as a woman raise your children, send my, my, my dad and my uncles and, um, and my aunties to good schools as a single woman. And that, I think, was quite an inspirational uh, thing for me. So she was, I guess, my first role model. And I still think of her and wow, if I could just do half of what she did, I'd be awesome. I don't know what to say about that, but yeah. And when you think about it, too, you you know, um, years and years ago, that wasn't something that was done. You know, right now, obviously, everyone is seeking for women to break the glass ceiling and become more independent and all of that. But the fact that she, she was not even your mother, but your grandmother did it so many years ago, that is, wow, that is mind-blowing and very, very inspirational. So I suppose, you know, obviously you've, you've had a prior career and now you're you know, into doing your own business. So, you know, people always give advice, left, right and center. Some of them not so good, some of it very good. So what would you say is the best advice you ever um, received from someone? Um, well, I tell you what, I, sometimes we, we feel like, you know, we have to do things like other people do them. And, you know, when you start your business, you look at other people and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And you try and copy them and try and sound like them and be like them. And then you realize that you've got your own unique your own unique creativity and talents and gifts and who you are is what's going to sell, whatever it is you have the best. And if you are not happy with that, you can, can always work on it. But I still believe that all of us are born uniquely advantaged to market ourselves in a particular niche or in a particular mm. place and in a different way. And so what I do with, with, in my business and maybe in other businesses that I might have done in the past is because I am who I am. And embracing that and allowing myself to just live in that space allows me to excel at what I do. If I try to be like somebody else, then I, I will not be me. And in the end, then I will not be able to let my express my creativity flow in the way that it should. So the best advice I ever got from someone is just be yourself. You know, be yourself and learn to, uh, to love that who you are. And that's what people are going to love. That's interesting. When you think about it, it's so simple, but yet so, so very profound. Um, you know, the media, everywhere you go, people are encouraging you to be someone else, um, but not to be yourself. But like you said, every one of us have a different way of, you know, we are all, we are all salespeople. By, uh, the, the moment we are born, babies cry uh, because they want you no know, attention. Um, so we are born, yeah. born, born sellers and we market, like you said, we market ourselves in different ways. So I suppose, you know, based on 
you know, your experiences so far, what is the one thing that impacted your life um, to date? The one thing that has impacted my life to date? Mm-hmm. One, what was the one thing? Um, you know what? I think sometimes it's the negative things in life that, that impacted my life to date. Um, I think for me, the one, you know, it's not always the positive things in life that mm. impact you. It's sometimes the negative mm-hmm. things in life that actually leave more of a lasting impression on you. And I can think of so many things that have happened that are global, right, in nature that happened to everybody that make you think and stop and say, wow, why, why am I going this and what am I going to do? Um, but I think for me, uh, near-death experiences always make me think, really, if I die today, what would I have achieved and what would I have accomplished and contributed to the world? And I, I know I had an illness um, years ago and it's weird, it's 10 years later, I actually have had sort of a similar experience. Uh, in 2007, I had a, a, a deep vein thrombosis, a blood clots in my left lower limb uh, that were quite severe and, and basically was walking dead and when I walked into the hospital they didn't believe that I had no. actually walked in myself um, and that whole experience knocked me off six months no six months off my work life I was home for six months and in that time I got lots of time to think and lots of time to read and and to decide what it is that I really wanted to do with myself and with my life and how I wanted to impact the world. And also I learned a lot about patience. I learned a lot about, about perseverance. I learned a lot about, um, you know, coming back, you know, and going back to being sort of your normal self because I had to really work hard at getting my leg working again. I spent miles and, and hours walking to try and restore back my physical health. And I remember just crying sometimes because I couldn't walk as fast and I had pain when I was walking and it would take me to do a journey I could have done in 10 minutes. It would take me an hour or more. But I just remember thinking, you know, you can do this, you can do this and pushing myself. And I remember all the all that I had to do during those six months and years after when I was struggling in pain, really, strengthened me and gave me a lot of uh, qualities and character uh, qualities that I think I can use anywhere else. You know, just being able to, to persevere, to be patient with yourself and others, being kind to yourself and listening to your body, learning to just <laughs> to work through the pain, you know, for whatever it is that you want to gain. That whole experience taught me that because there were times when I literally had nothing else to do except to just experience the pain and just do what I needed to do. And that, that I believe, gave me so much that I can take into anything that I do. And when I'm tired, I just remember that. When I'm feeling like, gosh, I'm going to give up, I remember not giving up on myself and walking through the pain. And when I think this is too much, I remember when it was actually too much and I still did it. So that I think has probably been the most impactful thing that has happened in my life. And even when I, a few weeks ago, had this sort of similar experience after a flight, it wasn't big, it wasn't a big deal. I, I, I didn't make a big deal of it. And I, cause I've been through worse. And, and I think there is great value in negative things. When, if we survive them, that is, mm. we can learn a lot from them. So true. Wow. 
That's no, that's one thing I wasn't expecting. Because you know, some people say, "Oh, it's because when I won some award or what something else." But yeah, it's so true. Well, you know, the yeah, the, the good are the ones that really have impact on us because really consider doing. True. I mean, the good things are good, and I can count loads of things in my life that have happened where I've won this and that award. Mm-hmm. I've been on this or this magazine or whatever. I've been uh, recognized for this and that. But to be honest, those are fleeting moments. They are moments in a on 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 your life trajectory that are high and exciting, but they don't last. You know, and what lasts are the things that are that get yeah. ingrained in you because you have had to do a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute um, experience. You've had that, you know, and that will last longer. And I want to encourage people: if you're listening and you're thinking, "Gosh, I can't handle this," really, everything comes to us for us. Nothing happens to us. And I've learned that, and I learned it from a good friend of mine. You know, he, he always presents this, and every time I hear it, I, I I don't get tired of it. You know, and you always remember things happen for you, not to you. And that's what I believe happened to for me at that time. And I'm so grateful. I would never take anything back. Yeah, so true. Wouldn't take anything back for the lessons mm-hmm. that I learned in that. Right. Well, thank you for that insight. That's very interesting. It sort of sort of opens um, our listeners and myself open our eyes and our minds to really think. You know what is important in life. Um, so I guess it sort of inspires me to ask you the question. So what is what is what does success look like for you? Wow. I think success is not a destination. Mm-hmm. You know, I think success is a journey of uh, living your life in the best way possible in your terms, I guess, because my life and somebody else's life might be different. But wherever you are, say you're a mother and mothering is important to you to make sure your children go to the, you know, have the best upbringing possible or you're a teacher, whatever it is. Successful me, successful me is being at the best, at the, in my best, um, in terms of what I'm doing, knowing as well that this is my best. And this is truth, being truthful to ourselves. I know I'm not being my best, right? And my best is not necessarily like, the ultimate for somebody else but I know what my best is in certain areas of my life when I'm not being my best I know I'm not being a success at who I am and what I'm doing and in my journey and so when success for me is whatever aspects of my life are happening and wherever I am in my life how as I'm journeying along that I feel and know that I have put in my best effort I am living my life the best way possible truthfully with integrity and honesty um, and I am being the best I can be in my social relationships with other people I am working my life in such a way that even if I stopped today living I could still be happy even if I haven't achieved that big dream mm. and achieved whatever accolade that I think I might get in my particular business. But mm. if I look back on yesterday or look back on today, I'll be able to say, yeah, actually I could go to rest mm. and I'm good. Wow. I think that's success. Um, I think for, for myself, it's about being my authentic self and 
living every day in the best way possible because success is not a destination it's part of our journey and i believe that as we journey along we know for ourselves if we're doing our best you know a child who is 3 5 years old has in their world the ability to be successful and what it is to what it means to be 3 years old or a 5 year old because mm. they have certain things that they do you know with in play for example and i think as adults mm. exactly. we ourselves and and this is the danger that other people we might fall into is thinking that i'll be successful when right i'll be successful when i get mm. here or when i get married mm. uh, for some people that's what they would like or when i am now the vice president of this or i have now got a million dollars in my bank account but really success is doing your best mm. and living your best life at that moment being true to who you are i think that's really really important and loving who you are and then loving others in the process as well you know love yourself and love others as you love yourself so that at all times you are being considerate you're being kind you're being loving you are being um you know uh, compassionate those qualities and the characters that we have that we bring into the world are what for me define success and as i do my work and i as i do my business there are things i'm trying goals that i always try and achieve every month and every year and those are part of the journey they're not the destination they're not where it leaves for me my success comes around with every single thing that i'm doing and every day and how i'm doing it and it could be even with mundane things like how do i mind my environment how do i look after my body um you know how do i mind my mind and who do i yeah. how do i mind my self worth my self image and just i feel successful when i come out of a situation of a place where I still feel strong within myself where I still feel like yeah I matter and I'm important and I, I seriously don't care what you might think but as long as I feel I'm okay and you're okay I'm happy and I think that's success uh in a nutshell where you okay. are even if you ended your life or your end your life ended tomorrow we should be able to say wow she lived a successful life despite not having achieved whatever big things mm-hmm. we can say well she was successful at being this kind yeah. of a person and you yourself wouldn't mind ending your life and i think that's where people have sort of regrets when they they they're sick or they're facing the end of their lives because they think of the big things that oh, i should have done this oh, i should have done this oh, i should have done that and even in life we just mm-hmm. live not happy mm-hmm. because we feel failures like failures because we haven't achieved certain milestones at certain times yeah. but how are we living today what if today was the last day could you be happy and say yes day i lived best life i could mm-hmm. actually have lived on that day and that is success wow that is such a profound point oh an eye opener for uh, those of you listening um you know what does success mean to you is that is very very profound and thanks for sharing that um and i guess with that um so you know the fact that you actually like you mentioned earlier on in the podcast you got your degree and then you went to do your masters and at that time um success was that was what success meant to you then but now looking back you have a different um way of describing success so how in your opinion how does your current scenario compare to your previous occupation oh wow you know 
And right now, uh, my uh, definition of uh, doing well in my business is so different. I mean, I used to count success as getting that job. That's what I wanted. You know, mm. I could land that job. I did my master's in public health with the intention of one day being the working for the World Health Organization and doing all sorts of things there. And, and I and you know that was what I thought would define. And it was largely defined by other people around me the the people mm-hmm. when you, you know you go to medical school there's certain trajectories after medical school that i expected and and so after medical school it's like okay so what masters are you going to do are you going to specialize in this are you going to specialize in that and then well so and so is now done this and i remember actually after college there was a, a medical student who was some streams ahead of us and he used to tutor us in physiology brilliant guy when he completed medical school guess what he did he quit medicine and went off and opened a store selling electronics. Oh. I know. He was an absolutely okay. brilliant doctor, I think doctor to be, and he, he graduated and finished and said, I don't, this is not who I am. This is not success for me. That's not what made him happy. And everyone wow. was flabbergasted. What? Who would do that? Because in your society and where we were, yeah. this success was defined according to certain jobs and certain careers. You know, and now when people look at me, sometimes yeah. they think I do nothing. Because <laughs> I'm home on a Monday and I'm home on sometimes on a Tuesday or a Friday and then they see me traveling and I look like I'm having fun all the time. I'm on holidays all the time. And it's like, what does she even do? Right? How does she live her life? And for me, success right now is about how I impact other people's lives in a positive way. How many more people I can help. How many people I can help. And in fact, my paycheck is related to how many people I've helped in a month to have mm. freedom from their lives to make more money for their families when somebody tells me when they when they join my business and they say to me all I want is to be able to make 500 pounds extra a month I cry and I, I'm like you know what that is so possible and I can show you how to do that and when I have showed them how to do that I feel that success it might yeah. not be a lot to somebody else to make an extra 500 pounds but when that person has made that 500 pounds i feel like i've done a great job and i okay. even had somebody who made an extra 200 pounds this month it was their first check in the business a couple of six weeks she was so excited and i felt <laughs> like great i done my job i have helped somebody make an extra 200 pounds fantastic i'm looking forward to the day that she's making two thousand pounds because i know it's possible and that is what is success to me right now it's how many people i can help create the lifestyles that they want have the businesses that they want to support the families their families in the way that they want to support them whatever it looks like if it's a hundred pounds or if it's ten thousand pounds that is what success define is how i define my success today and it's one person at a time and one day at a time wow that's a real team player attitude. Really admire that. So I guess that brings me really nicely into the next question, which is tell us of myself and the listeners, uh, tell us about a day in the life of an Airborne consultant. Wow. Okay. So today I'll tell you about today. So today is Monday. And uh, so I woke up uh, usually early enough. I do. And I get up and I do my readings, my devotion. I, I look after my spirit first thing in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes I might go for a walk. I have breakfast. 
And then I go and do my calls and texts. And great these days we do texting a lot. I catch up with my team. I find out mm-hmm. how people are at the beginning of each week. We sort of set up goals for the week. And then we want to see how we've accomplished those goals at the end of the week, sales goals, that is. So I catch up with my team and I find out how they got on on the weekend because the weekends are quite busy for our business, actually, because people are home. So we can meet up with people on a yeah. Saturday or a Sunday. So I catch up with them and then I do my calls to make appointments for me to meet people for a coffee date, uh, to drop them some products, to try um, to invite them to a meeting that I might be having. I have a lot of online meetings. Um, I do a lot of stuff via, you know, different video conferencing websites um, and and so on. So it's not always, I'm not always out there. Um, and then usually after that, I might uh, read, write some empowering thing. I listen to something on SoundCloud today. I listen to two training calls. I make notes and I decide what it is I'm going to use from those calls to improve my business and my life. Um, and then I might mm-hmm. have like today an evening meeting. So I had a meeting with somebody at, at six o'clock this evening. I was over the telephone as well. They're in a different country. So we spoke for about an hour on how they can grow their business and build their business. So this is somebody who's interested. Actually, they haven't started their business, but they're interested in the business. Um, and then on a Monday night, normally at nine o'clock, I didn't do today. I have um, a, a meeting to discover Auburn where we invite people who don't know anything about Auburn and who might be interested in the business. So that's a day when I'm kind of indoors. When I'm out and about, that usually means I'm meeting someone for a coffee date. I'm talking to some, I'm taking someone for lunch or they're taking me for lunch. Or in the evening, I might be doing a product presentation or a business presentation for an hour and a half where someone is learning about the products, trying out the products, or they're learning about the business. And that's basically it. And I attend my own personal trainings as well. The company might put a conference on and like we have a conference in September in Glasgow. I'm going to attend that. And we had one in Las Vegas. So I attend that annually. And that's why people think we seem to be just traveling and having fun all the time. Um, because we do go to places for conferences and it's work when we're in Las Vegas, trust me, it's all work, hardly any play, but it's fun. And so that's basically in a nutshell, some of the activities that an urban consultant might do and what I might do as well. Wow, wow, thanks for that. And then um, in terms of uh, final advice, what kind of final advice um, would you like to give to the listeners? Um, you know, the most important thing is to be true to who you are. A lot of people stay in certain jobs because, and certain careers because of what's expected of them and what's expected by their families, by their friends, but and even by their employee, employer um, and, so, and by society. And you never... Uh, gain anything without taking risk but the mm-hmm. society is very averse to people doing that and they will always encourage you to take the path of least resistance to stay mm-hmm. in your comfort zone do what everybody's always done right just work <laughs> 40 hours 40 hours a week for 40 years and get your pension mm-hmm. and if that's not who you are i'm not saying it's this you, everybody needs to break away from that. For some people, that's who they are. But if it's that's not who you are, 
be true to who you are and take the leap, make that decision. It took me ages from probably about 2007. I had been trying to break free until 2013. I finally said, right, this is it. And I was working part-time and still do my, I was working full-time and do my business part-time. And finally in 2015, I started working part-time and worked doing my business part-time. And last year I took the plunge and I took the leap and I started working for myself full-time. And I became self-employed and it's been the best decision that I've ever made. And I was true to who I was. I wasn't happy in the situation I was in. People might not have thought it possible that you could still get paid quite a reasonably amount of money and not be happy. It wasn't that I wasn't grateful, but it was because I wanted more and I knew I could have more. And so be true to yourself and don't be afraid to take a leap. Courage is in the face of adversity and courage is in the face of fear. We can never have courage unless something does feel threatening. And so, yes, go out there and do what you need to do. You will thank yourself for it. And your future self is going to thank you for taking that risk and going out there and making your dreams come true. And, you know, when you do it, you'll be like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? You will just be kicking yourself for delaying whatever it is that you are looking for, whether it's time or money or a different environment or, you know, even a different career, whatever it is, you'll kick yourself for not having done it sooner. And there's never the best day. Somebody said tomorrow, um, I, I, uh, sorry, let me remember this. Somebody said there is no day called someday. You know, and a lot of us spend our days, oh, someday I'm going to do it. Mm. One day I'm going to do it. There is no day in the calendar, in the week called one day. Today is the day that you have to do, whether it's a Monday or a Tuesday, not someday, I will. Right? And if we keep procrastinating and postponing our our change and our liberty and what we want to do and and that move, and moving on, we will one day look around and say, gosh, do I even have energy for it? Do I even have the stamina for it? Do I even have the passion for it? And sometimes you can't really make up for lost time. Wow. You cannot make up for lost time. It's true. You can never, you can never recall time. Once the time is gone, it's gone. No. But on, on, on that note, you can, it's never too late, as somebody said. So you might think I'm 40 something. I took the leap at 40. And last year, I, I was 41, 41. And I said, right, this is it. You know, so at this age, which is considered middle age for some people, you might be thinking, gosh, it's too late. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Um, but it's never too late. And uh, the gentleman who started KFC, right, Colonel Sanderson, as uh, he, he was what, 66, he was 60 something. I think he's 66. Yeah, he was in his 60s, right? And KFC is all over the world right now. So even Walt Disney wasn't a spring chicken when he started Walt Disney. So it's never too late. So you could be in your 70s right now and you're listening and thinking, well, what, I, what will I do? I actually have a friend whose father is 79 and he's building a clinic. And starting, he was a doctor and he had retired and he's starting a new phase of his life at 79. Wow. So it's never too late. So don't don't give up and don't lose hope. That is inspiring. But get on with this. So so where where can our listeners reach you or find you? 
Okay, um, so I'm on Facebook and you can find me on Facebook with my name if you just type in Edith Samambwa. Um, so that you'll see my picture in there. And the one with the picture, the other one without picture is not me. Actually, it's me, but I lost the password and so on in those days. Um, so I couldn't dis- deactivate it. But uh, you will find me on Facebook, also on Instagram. And in Instagram, um, I use uh, Sam, which is short for my second name, Fit and Fine. Um, uh, so you can find me on Instagram as well. And if you would like to drop me an email, that's okay as well. And my email is E-D-E-N-S-A-M-S at yahoo.co.uk um, and I'm quite happy to answer any questions if you have any interest in Auburn or any other uh, business in um, questions that you might have I'll be you know more than happy to assist you with those Perfect. well thanks ever so much Edith for joining us today and Ooh. You're welcome, Alvin. I'm so um, it's been an honor for me and a and a privilege, and I'm glad that I got this opportunity to share my life and um, and what makes me happy nowadays. <laughs> and so I hope by some um, in some way we have inspired someone listening to this, whether it be a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, mm-hmm. or even two weeks from now. Doesn't really matter. Hopefully someone has been inspired to take that leap of, of faith and, and, you know, uh, change your life or, you know, take a next step or, you know, like that guy who's 79 years old, start a new phase of their life. Absolutely. So thanks ever so much. Uh, once we You're reach welcome. at least one person, that's all that matters. And thanks ladies for spending the time listening to this and do enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Thanks ever so much. Bye Thank now. you. Bye-bye. Bye.